Good evening and welcome back to the Repertoire Happy Hour. This is one of the Global Band Room podcasts and once a month I bring together band directors from around the band world to talk about beer and band. <laughs> and uh, I am delighted to be welcome uh, to, to be able to welcome um, some great guests this month. Let's start with uh, my, my, my regular colleague and friend uh, Gail Brechting from the West Michigan Concert Wins and newly elected president of the Association of Concert Bands. Gail, how are you? Thank you. Thank you. I am well. It's finally starting. Well, it's been chilly here in Michigan, but there's sun and we're happy about that. I'm great. Looking forward to summer season. You know, we play outdoors in our summer season. So I have five concerts this summer. Looking very forward to that. And thanks for inviting me again, Keith. I love doing this with you. And we get to talk about summer music this week, yeah. this month as well, which is which is fantastic. And and then uh, I, I've someone that I've had on my Global Band Room podcast not once but twice, um, and someone that I've been speaking to um, about band a lot over the last year, uh, Darcy Williams of the uh, of Styles Middle School, band director at Styles Middle School, and uh, uh, for where many people know her from from the After Sectionals podcast. Darcy, how are you? How are you keeping? I am fantastic because the school year is over and it is actually summer break for us which is this is a great way to kick off the summer break with y'all <laughs> great uh, and i want to i definitely want to dig in more into sort of the last uh, number of weeks and months that you've had um but uh we'll do that after we've had a few more sips i think <laughs> 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 and someone that I only had the pleasure to meet very recently, uh, and you know what, social media, social media is just such a great thing. I've met so many new friends. You know, we we uh, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of challenges with social media, but you know, uh, met so many great friends. I've met, had so many great conversations over over the last year, and one of those has been with Dr. Wesley Broadnax, who is the associate professor of music and director of bands at the University of Northern Colorado. Wesley, how are you? Hello. Great to meet you. Great. It's so good to be with everybody and to see this. And I want to thank you for uh, the invitation. And uh, Colorado is beautiful right now. Summer's in the air. And you better believe I'm hiking as many weekends as I can. So uh, it's great to see Darcy and uh, Gail. Always great to see you. Yes, for sure. <laughs> And so, so uh, Gail and Wesley have have been friends for a while mm -hmm. now as well, and I didn't Long realize time. that when I was planning my my oh, really? roster for this evening. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, this is yeah. This, Many years, this twenty is, years, yeah. easy. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's start how we always start with what we are drinking. Um, as as Darcy put it, it is the end of the school year, so what, what a better time to enjoy some music about summer and to have a drink. And I might just start with my own. Uh, this is the first alcoholic drink that I've had in 2020 and uh, 2021 in 2021 of course it's, it's, it's always 2020 he's been it's drinking in a while <laughs> um and I had to do I had to pick a drink in honor of my friend Gail and my co-host Gail and so I'm drinking a howling Gale, an Irish <laughs> pale ale and and uh, I love that <laughs> tonight's program is all about the summer and so I've picked a fresh citrus and grapefruit. That was just a coincidence, though, because I did pick it because it said Helen Gales. Aww, <laughs> you're such a nice guy. Uh, but yeah, it's brewed, brewed in Cork in, in Mitchellstown. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to have a, a cold beer. Um, uh, not that it's particularly warm here. So, yeah. um, Gail, what are you drinking tonight? Well, 
I am drinking a summer wine from Michigan. Michigan is well known for its white wines. Um, and if you go up into the upper part of Michigan, we're a peninsula. So wines grow well in peninsulas along water. And this one is from the Leelanau Cellars and it's called a Summer White Peach Chill. And I just put it in a fun summery glass. So that's what I'm having tonight. Nice. Mm -hmm. That sounds sounds really nice. Yeah. Sounds very summery. It is. You could make it like with um, sangria. I think you could use it almost Ooh. for a for a white sangria too. Lovely. Yes. Thanks. For um, Wesley, what are you having tonight? You know, I have to tell you guys. I mean, I'm normally a wine drinker. I mm -hmm. love wine, uh, but because it's mid afternoon here in Colorado, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm such a coffee connoisseur. <laughs> so I'm drinking an organic Sumatra uh, roast here mm, so uh, but as um you should know in honor of the irish connection and whatnot i have this just in case <laughs> yay excellent we'll do this guinness so good good maybe, good maybe maybe later this evening maybe yeah, we'll, later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how the rest of the podcast goes eh? <laughs> and darcy uh what are you having you're you're celebrating <laughs> i am celebrating um and i am representing my fellow texans with a oh. uh, standard margarita oh, yeah. he's yeah. in some uh commemorativo. Oh, yeah. almost gone <laughs> <It's your second> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> of school. yeah yeah um, yeah, a little bit of salsa commemorativo, some triple sec, a little bit of lime, lots of salts, ready for band. Nice. So we've got it. We've got a great lineup then tonight. We and, do. And we'll we'll get started. We'll start talking about some music now. If, for a change, I've actually put a bit of work and a bit of preparation into tonight. For a change. So, but it's new. So I'm hoping this this works. If you haven't already been downloading the podcast, uh, the podcast version of this show is fully edited with music that fades in and out nicely. Um, the live stream, if you're joining us tonight. It's always a little bit ropier than that, so <laughs> so hopefully tonight's a little bit smoother. But the podcast is where is where it's all nicely edited. Uh, so make sure that you go and download uh, or subscribe to the Global Bandroom podcast. And as of next week, you'll be able to subscribe to the Repertoire Happy Hour podcast on its own feed, just in case you don't want to be listening to the other stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> um, so let's start with um, with Gail. Um, okay. Let's start with our beginner band music, our mm -hmm. beginner band selections. And this month's theme is all about, uh, about the summer. We're, we're entitling this one Songs for Summer. Um, and I, I, what I always love about this, because I, I, I get your music in advance, and what I love it seeing is everyone's interpretation of that. Uh, and some of the music that's been sent to me, I'm, I'm sort of, hmm, that's, I, I don't know how, the, how that's going to fit into this team. And I'm, I'm always really interested to see how, how the music right. fits in. But Gail, let's have your beginner band selection. Okay. Well, this one is um, called Summer Song. It was fun that we had a theme. Uh, and I have not used this one, but I uh, have heard of it before. So I, I chose it because of the title, obviously, and because it has some cool optional things. Um, I liked it. It was light. Uh, it had a very light melody. It taught syncopation. Um, it has tempos that change. It has a retardando to teach. It's in the key of F. So it's a good key to start teaching that more maybe second year or end of the first year. It's only two and a half minutes long and it has lots of percussion. And if you're a beginning band director, you tend to have a lot of percussionists usually. <laughs> and um, and it's by Randall Standridge, who is, I, I like his uh, compositions. So um, this one is called Summer Song. 
It's, it has an optional acoustic guitar solo in it instead of the flute at the beginning. You'll hear the beginning has a little flute solo or soli. And I thought that was really cool because sometimes when you're a beginning band director, or I, I've taught in the intermediate levels too, where a kid will move into, wants to be part of your program, but all he plays is violin or perhaps cello or guitar. Or if you have a great guitarist in your on your staff that you want to, you know, um, say, would you like to be our guest? Uh, that's another way to do something like that. And um, it just is supposed to paint a picture of friends enjoying a summer day at a park or a beach. And so I just thought that was a fun way to start off with uh, a beginning if you were doing a program uh, with your beginners. So here we go. It's called Summer Song. there's a little calypso the thing that starts here i think i might have faded out at that point <laughs> yeah there's a calypso a fast calypso thing that goes right after that that's really very what great is that is it great is that a grade two is that a one and, and a half what is yeah. i think it's a because when you listen to the calypso part you can tell that there you'd go, the syncopation would put to me it would put it in a 1.5 or a two probably a two um, yeah realistically yeah. like a, it'd be a really nice one for sixth grade band if you start in fifth something like like a second year yeah band. definitely a second year mm -hmm. band well, piece. because or, you didn't hear the syncopation stuff there's a lot then i was like whoa for right. it's because it said easy on it you know mm -hmm. but uh but it would be great to teach at the end of the year with syncopation because the kids would really like the, the uh, that's calypso. a really nice piece uh, and and i i love randall standridge's music mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah really nice yeah yeah and it's only 65 bucks, which is pretty good, really, if Ooh. you're buying buying literature uh, for a piece mm -hmm. of music, you know, to put yeah. in your budget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So really pretty. It, and I know it's called Summer Song, and it seems to have sort of a, a summer vibe to it. Mm -hmm. it, it. There's a, you know, you can imagine it being a, a, a popular summer song, um, almost an arrangement of a popular summer song. Right. Um, yeah. But it's this original piece of music. So I imagine that it's something that, they, that the kids would, would kind of right. vibe with. There's um, that, especially so it has that like little rock bass drum background yeah. beat on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's that thing that was going, da, 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 da. That's, a, that's a little melody. I almost had it. Um, uh, uh, something uh, solves everything. Jeez, not, not Jesus solves everything, but it's it's something <laughs> like that. Um, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. I kept thinking yeah. I knew that melody too. I mean, uh -huh. I, it's very familiar. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Darcy, you're 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 obviously uh, you're with Stars Middle School, and and mm -hmm. you know as someone that uh, works with you know community bands here in Ireland, uh, <clears throat> summertime is a huge time for our bands to get out and play. Sure. Publicly. 
how much opportunity would you know we're talking about summer band music uh, tonight and how much opportunity would you have to play summer music would you be working towards your final <laughs> concert of the year to play no so even though you know, that maybe, final concert I mean, of the like, year maybe so like for you know that would be great for a, a spring concert so we usually do our spring mm -hmm. concerts like um early-ish may maybe the second week of may um because we're trying to avoid all the craziness that happens at the end of school um standardized testing and delightful things like that. Um, inventory, all of the mm. things that we love to end. Um, yeah. And we try to make sure that we're doing um, really just like fun music that the kids are really going to latch onto, especially in that spring concert. Um, I thought you were going with the question of where would we, what sort of opportunities do we have to play like actual summertime music in the summer, which would be absolutely none because all of our kids scatter this time of year. I know that's very different from, from what y'all do over there, but, um, no, that would be, that would be a great little piece to put for a spring concert. Um, mm -hmm. I would love to hear that little Calypso section. I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to yeah. that. Um, yeah. that sounds like a great piece for like our, maybe like our concert band level group. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and is that a piece that you can order through JW Pepper? Yes. Yes. That's yeah. where I found it actually. Yeah. Okay. Just to okay. be able to send to Keith. Yeah. Right. So, and I, I don't know how old it is, but, um, the kids, I could tell, I mean, my students, and I taught fifth grade through eighth grade primarily. I did some high school too, but most of what I did was the beginners actually. And I would put that in my second year band at the end, right before school ended, yeah. like in, like you said, in your make, in your, um, what would be your spring concert probably. Right. Well, Darcy, let's talk a little bit about your choice at, at this level. So this will be a level that you would be very familiar with, of course, and yeah. uh, you would talk about and you would uh, be known for, for, for this level um, uh, band a lot. So uh, tell me a little bit about your choice. Well, I actually also chose a Standridge piece for mine. <laughs> um, I know. As soon as you said Standridge, I was like, oh, we've got like a monopoly going. Yeah. Um, so I picked a piece called Flowers. And actually, we will be performing this at Midwest uh, in December. Cool. Um, this came out maybe um, sometime in 2020, but early in 2020. And this is part of his Garden Suite. So um, he, did a, he did a commission of four movements, and the movements have been released at different points in time. Um, it starts with a, a piece called Frogs, which came out a couple of years ago. Um, it goes to a, a piece called March of the Arachnids. And the piece that I chose is called Flowers. It's his third movement of the piece. Um, it's very lyrical. It's a grade two, but because it's slow and lyrical, I really think that like it's a harder grade two. Mm -hmm. Like anytime you yeah. first, it's in three, four times. So you've just ruined children's lives right there. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's slow and, and beautiful. So it's definitely not... Like I, I'm doing this with my top band and I mean, this would definitely be a top band, uh, second band. When I say concert band earlier in my, in my statement, um, concert band is our third band. So these are our like immediately going out of, out of first year playing. Um, it's so beautiful though. This piece, um, it's very programmatic. It has, uh, electronic thunder. Um, it's got rain sticks. It's got wind chimes. Um, you feel like you're in a summer thunderstorm. I think he uses re uh, like he was very genius in how he used um, uh, bells in here. Like I, it just makes it kind of sound magical. Like I have this as I'm listening to the piece, I can like picture like a Fantasia like um, cartoon of it where, you know, you have like little droplets of rain that are, are, are collecting and then running down the leaves. Cool. You can see the rain pooling into the flowers like vines climbing up trellises super fast. It's just a really, really beautiful piece. It's got lots of flute. 
which is a flute player. <laughs> That's, you know, it's good stuff. But it, it's just a, it's just a beautiful piece. And, and this will be a, a great like little middle piece that we're going to be using in our Midwest program. So nice. Cool. So um, I, hopefully you're all happy with the with the love selections that. that I picked I from, your, from your choices uh, yeah. tonight. I love the, his use of sound effects in this Me as too. well. Yes, um, and it's not like a lot of times when I see that there's optional electric or electronic stuff, I I'm old school. <laughs> and I tend to like back off because <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. just, it means I have to have extra cords and I have to have speakers and yep. I have to hope that it's going to work on time. And so I, <laughs> I want to back off, but like, I really feel like it adds like mm -hmm. this, magical element to the piece it does it sounds very much like fantasia and think yes. that, how yeah. that was written that's classical yeah beautiful lush mm, sound beautiful. coming out of it yeah mm -hmm. now randall standridge he actually writes a number of suites for young band um so this is this is one of them um not many not many uh junior band or young band youth band composers are writing full suites and i love the idea that kids maybe over the course of a, an academic year will have the opportunity to maybe learn all the movements I, i'm thinking of his darklands uh suite mm -hmm. then as well which is which is amazing uh, and i fully intend to, to play with my own kids here at some point but that's not something that that younger players often get the opportunity to do uh, darcy have you ever uh, sort of uh, programmed a, a one one of these suites over the over the course of a year is it something that you might like to try at some point well this was we had I have never done a full a full suite like that unless we're talking about like um you know a multi-movement piece for like a, a contest or whatever yeah. um we have not built on this but this is such a this particular piece first of all the darlings suite is fantastic our our second band just got done playing the march from that okay. and it's the kids love it um but this is such a i don't know it's such a neat piece because it's like it's novelty fun but i mean like especially with like flowers like you have all sorts of opportunities to teach very mature concepts like rubato and stretching time and allowing it to be very fluid. Um, but then the, the fourth movement, talking about it being novelty, the fourth movement is called bees and bees mm -hmm. goes through. And it, I mean, it's exactly what you would think. You've got kids on just mouthpiece doing all sorts of buzzy bee sounds. It goes back and it later quotes 
flowers. So that's the perfect opportunity for your kids to see cohesion of a suite mm -hmm. and how all of the things are interrelated to each other. Um, I would love to do the whole thing with our kids mm -hmm. and, and maybe even because of how it's written and how it, it's written. So, um, like available to every kid in your program. Like this would be one that we could even do like one of our movements with one band, one of our movements with the other band. And, right. and that way everybody can take part in this. Yeah. Could even be done like with your yeah. environmental science projects and mm -hmm. things like this, you know, I mean, it really could, you could tie it in if you were doing that kind of work with another class. And, and Darcy, what grade level is that again? It's a grade two. It's a, wow. I think, I know two does not seem uh, appropriate. I mean, no. it should at least be a two and a half. Yeah, I'm at least a two and a half. I'm wow. Mm -hmm. But, but I mean, you could. How sweet? How what would that be? Supposedly, it's a two, <laughs> but it's a lot of music to be a two. Mm. Four, four, four twos. Um, to me, says a three. Like, <laughs> at least, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Well, Wesley, great, let's, great music. Yeah, thank you. Let, let's um, let's talk to, to to you, Wesley, about um, about your junior band section. I'm always really interested to hear um, yeah. people that are conducting at it at collegiate level and what they what they what their experience of junior level uh, music is. Uh, have you had much experience in in I, years working with junior bands? I have, and I tell you, one of the in fact, my first job, uh, teaching job, was in uh, Wiley, Texas. Uh, Wiley. At Wiley Middle School. Uh, yeah. And I taught with uh, Lynn Tinsley, who was just a phenomenal teacher. Uh, so, I mean, before going to the collegiate level, I've had a public school experience. And I, and I will tell anyone just as an infomercial, that's invaluable. Mm -hmm. Anytime you want it, it, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's very, very important to have that experience. And so, um, but I will say it is difficult when you've been at the collegiate level to just get yourself into that world of mm. what is because the composers that we typically experience are not at that. And this composer, Michael uh, Colgrass, is one of those or, or was one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what I did was, uh, you know, I mean, and those of us who knew him and know who he was all about, uh, wrote some incredible music uh, that, you know, when you think of his music, it's grade six plus gazillions. You know? <laughs> and um, but what happened, the American Composers Forum started this series uh, similarly to what Wind Dependence uh, was, where they were getting these major composers to start writing school uh, 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 music that was accessible right. to younger uh, levels. And so this piece, Old Churches, is one of those. Mm. Uh, now, I love why, this piece. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, Keith, and you probably have some eyebrows, like, how does this fit into the <laughs> summary? Well, I have to tell you, it, it's sort of a personal story with me because not only do I I like Colgrass and his music. When I was living out on the East Coast, uh, the church that I attended uh, was actually, um, I'm living in Philadelphia, but commuting to Delaware, was uh, Trinity Episcopal Church. And if you think of those old um, um, churches there, they're very colonial looking. And, uh, but the, the, parent, the parent church of that church is a church called Old Swedes. 
And it was uh, uh, where the Swedish came over and settled and it dates all the way back to 1638. Wow. And it's still functioning. It's supposed to be the oldest functioning church in America right now. Wow, really? Yeah, and it's there in Delaware. And so every summer there would be these bells going on and off. And of course, that is exactly what this piece is. And I'm thinking it's not what you would normally hear during summer, but for me, it mm. has that imagery. So, you know, any of you who know this piece, this piece is um, uh, is giving uh, younger bands the opportunity to explore not only Gregorian chant, but plain chant, and also some non-conventional notation. And it allows the percussion to experience a typical cold grass piece uh, by having these tin bowls that they mm. do the these church bells. And so it's a beautiful lush piece. Uh, I like it and I that was my inspiration. Well, I think I've selected the, the very end of this and you'll be able to hear those yeah, tin yeah, bowls and cool. all that percussion as they fade out towards the end. So this is okay. uh, old churches. Now, I, I have a very important question for Darcy on, on something like this. Darcy, from someone that has to manage as many uh, young kids as, as you do, how would you manage to control the band at the end of that piece? I, you must have been reading what I was thinking. <laughs> because what I was thinking was, oh, my gosh, this level of freedom stresses me out. <laughs> I, I would have somebody like break out with careless whisper in the middle of this. Like that would happen in my band performance of this. Like, but I, it's, it, that's so neat. And I didn't know the story behind how this piece was written. So that that's really very interesting. Yeah. Um, but how cool for these kids to, to be exposed on this grade level, because that's a, at least for Texas, this is a grade two um, for kids on this level to get to play around with, unconventional notation as you said it, it that, that's really neat yeah and 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 you know the other thing about it if you see this live it creates a level of interest well i've seen this where parents are getting up what is that going on mm -hmm. what is you know it creates this amount of interest so um i'm so happy that uh you all uh find it. some yeah it's beautiful uh, beautiful yeah. beautiful 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's move on to our intermediate selection now. So we're talking roughly grade three to grade four. Um, if uh, anyone uh, would like to post in the comments and maybe make some of your own suggestions, and they, they don't have to be, it doesn't have to be original wind band repertoire. In fact, um, some of the band repertoire that is played most during the summer, of course, are great and fun pop band arrangements and light music, and you know some of the the music that I have to mention later on is. It's all arrangements of some pop music that I just love, and that's what bands play during the summer a lot of the time. Yeah. So feel free to let us know in the comments what music you associate with the summer. Uh, but let's let's work backwards now on this on this round, and let's start with Wesley and talk about your intermediate band selection. Yeah. Well, uh, my intermediate band selection is one that I'm sure all of us here know or have heard of. You know, Larry Ding as summer was just beginning. And what I wanted to say earlier, even with the old churches, is that one thing that I do, as we all do, is, is there some pedagogical educational value to the music that we're giving that we can teach? And what I like about this piece is it's is singable, it's melodic, uh, and is paying tribute to an iconic figure that we usually associate with summer. You know, when you look at his photos, James Dean, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you see. And so the, and, and what I love about it, it's not just the singable melodic aspect of the music, but uh, it's going through a variety of key centers. And so oh. students, yeah, you start with good old B flat major and then it morphs into E flat major, which is pretty, pretty kosher. And then the one key signature that scares people is when it goes into the key of C. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, bands that kind of get tripped up with that, but it's a beautiful, lush piece. The only regret that I have with this piece is that if you're doing this and trying to consider percussion, uh, there's not a lot for the percussion to do, but again, they need to experience this piece and its uh, value as well. So this is as summer with just beginning Larry Dane. I made note of this piece when I was uh, when I was doing up these clips earlier on. Uh, Wesley has one that I definitely want to do. Um, our bands here really they love lyrical pieces and they love pieces that you know that they can really get into their uh, yeah. under their fingers. And it's, it's, it sounds it's, very it's, Irish. It is. It sounds Irish it's, or Scottish. There's a lilt. There's a lilt. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've just every time just even listening to it at that moment is something about it that just almost want to make me well up a little bit you know mm -hmm. yeah. but it, it's mm -hmm. such a, a beautiful piece yeah it's like an amazing grace mm -hmm. or yeah, yeah. You know, a, yeah something yeah. along that line it's beautiful mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 
So, Darcy, let's come to you uh, and your intermediate selection. Uh, but before that, uh, tell me a little bit about the um, uh, the last couple of weeks and months as you've been finishing up. Um, <laughs> not, maybe, maybe this isn't something that you want to revisit. No, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. So, you know, as a public school teacher this year, you know, anybody that listens to this podcast that has been working with kids this year has experienced the version of band we never hope to do again. Um, and it's been so different in so many places. Um, and I think Texas is a really weird little microcosm of all of the extremes where we have schools in which nothing looked different this year and schools in which they were completely shut down the entire time. Wow. Um, and, and my school was somewhere in the middle, but even so about 70% of our band program stayed virtual the entire year. Um, we did very luckily get to have the bulk of our children participate in some after-school rehearsals. We did get to finally give two concerts at the end of the year, um, which was just like balm for my soul, like mm -hmm. getting to work with the kids and see them and make jokes with them and have like, I don't know, you know, you can look at somebody in the eye over a Zoom class and the kind of connection that you have with them is very different, even if you said the exact same words with mm -hmm. them in person. And so getting to have those in-person experiences with the kids um, extremely spread out outside on what we call the back porch, which is the basketball court outside of the band hall. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we finally got to this spring have some uh, weekly rehearsals with our seventh and eighth graders. Um, we got to have one rehearsal and one concert with our beginners at the end of the year. And I don't know, it was, it was magic and it gave me hope. And, um, the fact that we were able to give a concert in any form at the end of the year, I think is a testament to how committed band kids are yeah. and how committed their families are. I mean, like when you sign up for band, it's very different than signing up for almost anything else mm -hmm. because there is such the level of commitment. Um, when you sign up for band, you, you can't really compare it to even like a sport, even though band is a team right. sport. Like we tell families all the time, it's, it's just so different. And I can't tell you how many of our families just absolutely boohoo cried through our concerts Aww. because getting wow. to see their children having that kind of interaction with other people and make a greater product. It was just, it was just wonderful. Yeah. Or, and or, it, it kind of made the previous nine months <laughs> a little less stressful. Yeah. All at the end. I just want to ask really quick, Darcy, are you guys planning on a full in-person experience in the fall? It very much looks like that. Um, you know, especially now that vaccines are available to, um, you know, 12 and up and who knows what's going to happen come right. September as they're expanding that. Um, it does look like secondary schools in Texas are going to be pretty much in person. And the, the families that kept their kids home, they want their kids to be in person too. I mean, yeah. they're, they are, and not just because they're tired of their kids, which they definitely are. <laughs> um, but you know, they, everybody know a human interaction is a real thing. The importance of human interaction is a real thing. And, you know, music adds a nuance to that, that they can't find anywhere else. So like I said, it's very much looking like it's going to be back to normal in some That's level. Yeah, it was a big wake up call for parents, I think, in many, many ways, you know, they realize what their children are truly getting and what their children need in a, in a whole different way than we would if you were raising them before the pandemic in so many ways, mm -hmm. especially if the parents Absolutely. were not not music people themselves. Right. They, they saw their children missing it greatly. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Well, especially our, when we had our beginner concert and we had, you know, floods of parents that wanted to talk to us. And a lot of them, this is their first child to go through a band. Yeah. So, you know, first mm-hmm. of all, they have no experience anyway. And to them, it was like we had performed a magic trick. <laughs> like they had heard their kid playing all by themselves, you know, on some mm-hmm. Zoom call mm-hmm. for yeah. the last year. And then suddenly it was like a full blown piece. And they were like, oh my God, my baby is part of something awesome. It's like, yes, they are. Don't forget that. (laughs) Next year, don't forget that. (laughs) Absolutely. I've been speaking to a lot of um, uh, drum corps people over the the last couple of days where we're Mm -hmm. doing doing all of our interviews for finding drum corps at the the moment. So it's like 20 hours of interviews over the last two days. Um, And one of the things that keeps on coming up is that, you know, one of the biggest impacts to to, to drum corps isn't now. It's actually going to be in a number of years time when this, uh, you know, at the level that that you're teaching at, uh, Darcy, and, you know, you're responsible for getting those kids in and getting them started and giving them that solid, solid start. Um, We potentially have an issue in five years time when these kids would normally be gone. Number one, less kids. uh, And it doesn't seem like that is necessarily this situation where you are, uh, but certainly in parts of the country, that, that mm-hmm. seems to be the situation. Mm-hmm. And in part, elsewhere in the world, that's certainly mm-hmm. the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then oh, it's definitely that, the situation that, with us as well. We so ended where, up, where would you be on numbers then? So our program typically hovers around 400, and our program next year will be at about 250. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is it's, wow. It's a big, it's a big yeah. difference. Our, our yeah. beginner class got hit tremendously. And to be perfectly honest, we had a lot of seventh, a lot of seventh graders that did not see value in taking a band from their bedroom this year. And regardless of how much we tried to convince them that like, no, it's going to, it's going to feel and be so much different when you're back at school, like hang with us. I promise you it's going to be better. Mm. Our, our attrition this year was higher than it has ever been. And yet you can't really blame them. No. But this has been something that the middle school directors of the world have been preaching all year is that like, it's our problem for two years mm-hmm. because the turnaround at, at a middle school is very quick. Um, you know, next year's beginners, if they're in person, we've only had one bad year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because then it, it filters through us. What's coming up for the high schools and college is yeah. who knows what that's going to be, but it's going to hit the high school and it's going to stay with the high school. Those numbers, unfortunately, are going to push up into the high school and right. and I'll be very interested to see what this looks like in a couple of years for them. Yeah. Wow. We it, had it, some of that happen. I was just say we had some of that happen not because of a pandemic but at one point in my career and we actually had a beginner band in our junior high or our middle school, excuse me. Uh, so that we started kids anybody that wanted to start, we would start them in that in that middle school age level. Mm-hmm. Now they always played like in the concert bands unless they studied privately, they got better enough to you know to be in our wind ensembles and things it did help it helped the attrition problem because some of the kids were like oh i can still start oh i do want to start my friends are playing so that was just something that we found worked for us and and so for any of my colleagues here in 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 ireland or in europe uh, something that we we wouldn't necessarily understand instinctively is that if kids miss the boat for band at this point they've so they've missed it for the next few years there's there's no Mm-hmm. There's no new entry point, is there? Uh, or is that something that can be well, That's what I was just talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and we yeah. we always accept we always accept 7th and 8th grade beginners. Now, they go into beginner band because there's a lot of pedagogy that goes into that yeah. that they will be 100% missing 
even if I put them in our concert band that is typically playing like grade one and grade one halves, like they're missing the pedagogy stuff that we are really reinforcing in those beginner classes. Like they're not going to get like flute flexibility, octave drills in seventh grade, if they're trying to play a grade one and a half, whereas I was 100% doing that in my beginner classes. Right. Um, so like we take seventh and eighth grade beginners all the time, but then they're second year players by their ninth grade year. So, right. I mean, it, you know, it, it, we're happy to accommodate these kids at any point in time when you realize that you are a musician, I'm happy to take you. Right. Um, you know, yeah. it just yeah. changes the long term. It does. Unless they study privately, which sometimes yeah. they can. Yeah. Well, let's let's get back to our repertoire. So, uh, and let's talk about your intermediate. Uh, okay, level. so my intermediate piece is "Summer Dances" by uh, Brian Belmages. I was very Type A and followed the rules on this assignment, and I made sure it had its summer somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but That's "Summer Dances" is a grade four. Um, there's also another version of this piece that comes in the form of Summer Resounding by Balmages. That's a grade three. And it's kind of like any of you that know Joy or Joy Revisited right. by Tekeli. This is very much in the same vein, except it was done backwards where he wrote Summer Dances first and then kind of watered it down uh, for Summer Resounding. But honestly, both pieces, I think, have redeeming qualities in that, for example, like the... The main stuff that happens throughout Summer Dances, I think, is higher quality than what happens in Summer Resounding. But the middle section of Summer Resounding, I think, is actually better. Mm. Um, so mm. it's, it's a give or take for these. Um, and it, it opens up the major theme of his work uh, to two different levels, um, going for the, for the grade four or the grade three. Um, so Summer Dances and Summer Resounding open up with this kind of lilting woodwind stuff that makes you, like, Kind of reflect on like butterflies and bees and birds like flitting around um, yeah. and then the brass comes up with this really powerful but also somehow carefree bouncing melody um there's a lot of hemiola in this piece there's a lot of three versus two in this piece um it's very it's all in six eight um which you know is a beast in and of itself um, but the, the beginning and the end is just, I don't know, it's just so fun to work on. And then you get to the middle section where it slows down dramatically. I mean, like it drops down to like metronome at like 54 or something like that wow. in, in six, eight. And it is, if there ever was like a, a sexy section of the grade four, <laughs> this, is it. this is it. Like, it's just, it goes into this, like, whereas it might've been like you were in a convertible and your hair's blowing in the beginning of the piece, you are now like lights are low. There's this <laughs> pulsing like fireflies. You're slow dancing now. Um, lots of low read, sexy and low read have to go together. Low I feel read. like there's no such thing as sexy and trumpet music, but like no, sexy no, and bassoon, no. well, sexy and very sax. Is. Yeah. Trombone uh, there is, right? Yeah. Oh, trombone for sure. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, it's such a fun song and it's, it's got a lot of stuff that you really have to dig into. Um, a lot of range issues in this piece, honestly. Um, but it's such a great piece. has such a cool feel. It's a cool piece. It's, it sounds like it's the perfect cho choice then for repertoire. Yeah. Happy air. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's drink to that, you guys. So here's Summer Dances. Yes.
So I've got an important question for all three of you, um, and I had purposely waited until after that piece to to ask this question. But is beginner band music just better in 2021 than it was 20, 30 years ago? Oh, yes. I don't remember playing music of this quality when when I was starting. No. No. It was awful. And and I think so. There's an actual place for it, though, now. Like, Mm -hmm. there's – there, and I I don't know if I'm going to – you know, I'm just going to be the typical American and assume it's because of America. But um, like, I feel like because band is such an institution in the United States and because we have made it contestable, um, the need to have good literature for young people is needed. And mm. people have responded to that. And like, yeah. I mean, I, I love talking to Brian Balmages about young band stuff because he talks so much about like just because you have the confines of eight notes doesn't mean the the ideas behind music should be any different. Like, why would range be the thing that determines right. that it's a cheese ball? Right. And I right. think that's what happened 20 years ago. And, and there's an important um, – uh, that carries over to the rest of the world, though, really well, too, because um, that junior band music that might have been a little bit cheese ball, as you say mm-hmm. – um, uh, that's being played by adult bands oh, yeah. uh, elsewhere in Europe because right. we we don't necessarily have the standard to play that grade mm-hmm. five, grade six of. So it's incredibly important to have, um, you know, easier music with mature content, you know, with mature ideas and, uh, you know, uh, um, emotional resonance. That's so important. And, and I just don't know that I was aware of music like as good as Brian's um, when, yeah. I, when I was growing up. And my, my son, like Brian Balmage is his, is his favorite composer, you know, and, and the, <laughs> the bands all love his stuff when I when I take it out. And, yeah. you know, it it goes to show, I didn't have a favorite composer when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, the, but the kids, you know, the kids now know who these people are. I'm part of that social media and so on and access to that. But also just the music's better. Sure. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I started teaching in the late 70s. Okay. And in those days that you had your book series, first division band method and whatever was in there. And those songs were all just little nursery rhyme songs Mm -hmm. and there wasn't much band music, but also in the sixties was when band literature, wind band composers started to fifties and sixties is when they finally started writing for wind band. It had all been transcriptions. So it all makes sense that, and, and, you know, you have to also understand that these good composers wanted to make some money for their, for their lives. And so they said, Hey, I can make money if I go down and write it for this level. Mm-hmm. All the schools are going to buy this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Andy Ballant, I don't know if anybody, Wes, uh, you might know that name. I, okay. I, I know He's that a, name. He was a Michigan man and he was one of the first ones that I remember as a teacher seeing the music for this level of band that was like what Brian's doing. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not with all of the different time signature changes because that wasn't even in a regular wind band piece either, really. But this piece is lovely. It's very Bernsteinish. I, yeah. I, yes. 
da 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 you know yeah, that part yeah. i just love that's fantastic i really love it so to just historically i think it is time for that keith i mean i don't think it was ever not there because it wasn't there i mean it's just mm -hmm. evolved into this thank right. god and you know to go back to what darcy mentioned uh i think that hit the nail right on the head with the fact that bands are better uh bands are are much more competitive now and so it's it's almost um you know composers are cranking this stuff out now because they know that that's what they need you you know i, I one thing about brian balmages that i uh is it balmages or balmages it's Balmages, and I had a whole Balmages. podcast episode about this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Balmages is what Balmages. he mm -hmm. Okay, this is good to know. Well, I was just going to say, um, his music, his overall is just so fresh. Yes. I don't think there's any piece of his that I don't like, uh, and it's yeah. so up in the times, and uh, I just love this piece. Uh, tell me again, is this a grade four? This is a grade four. And actually, I have a question for you, Wesley, because yeah. I uh, so grade four, I think, is this weird kind of period in music because it's like really too hard for most middle schools and it's really too easy for high school and college. But like there's some great music in there that I don't think it gets played because it because of the optics of it. Like there's some stuff in I mean, like when my band did summer dances, it's like. It's freaking hard. The trumpet part is freaking hard. Yeah, it um, is. The trombone part is yeah. crazy hard. And and just not even with rhythms, like with ranges is, is almost inappropriate for middle school. But then when you get to high school, they're like, oh, but we've got all this classic band music to play. And it's like, yeah, but this is a cool freaking piece and we um, need good players to play it. Right, I'm, right. I'm going to give you a perfect example of that, Darcy, is uh, Frank to Kelly's uh, Cajun folk songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. Two. Two. Yep. Uh, which, and I'll tell you, I was so privileged to be able to record that with the Michigan uh, State Symphony, uh, uh, wind, wind Symphony. And that piece, that's hard. Yes. That first, it's a two movement. Mm -hmm. but that first movement, I'll tell you, I mean, you're talking about an ensemble with grad students and it took, that was the hardest piece for us to record. Wow. Uh, it, it really was. These great yeah. fours, they're not easy at all. But I know what you're talking about. It's, it's like they're either too easy or too hard. Yeah. Yes. You can't gauge it very, very well. Yeah. And I feel like they don't get like the credit they deserve because they don't get, they get passed over, over. Yeah. If I were a composer, I would never write a grade four. Yeah. I would just skip over. I'd write grade threes <laughs> and down and I'd write a grade five and up and right. I'd skip grade fours because no right. one's going to play it. Right. I, I, I wonder, Gail, would you, would you agree with this? Because I think grade four is almost perfectly pitched for community bands sometimes. Oh, yes. A, a good community band. A yeah. Good yeah community a good, band. a good community band. Yeah. Certainly like, yeah. I mean, grade four, is yeah. ideal for a lot oh, of I love I, I play a lot I play a lot yeah. of fours with my band and mm -hmm. fives but fours because sometimes as you're saying it's like okay well this is nice but you might have the horses in your trumpet section who need perhaps what yes. you're saying was too stinking hard you know yeah. so uh grade four works really nicely I think with community bands absolute mm -hmm. adult groups mm -hmm. yeah so there you go you know it, yeah. It's getting played, but not in some of the ways you have to really get in and read the score or, or listen hard to it and figure yeah. it out as, a, as a, before mm -hmm. you purchase it. Mm -hmm. 
It's, it, that's a it's a great piece, and no, I think it's beautiful. actually the first time that we featured um, one of Brian's pieces on the podcast, which is surprising. Wow, actually. Yeah. really? We haven't got to Brian yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we will be premiering one of his brand new works Ooh. at Midwest. Excellent. What day Not do you a play? Sexy piece. Very angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what Dorothy, day? when do you play? What day do you play? I, I haven't gotten the date yet. Um, oh. We don't find out until. Early June, whatever that means. I'm hoping first or second week because my parents really want to buy plane tickets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, good piece. Really good piece. Beautiful. Well, Gail, let's, let's talk to you about your intermediate piece. Okay. Well, I chose this one because of the fact that I am the new music director of adult music at Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp here in Michigan. Uh, beautiful camp, wonderful place to be. Uh, started in the 60s. And about 15, 18 years ago, they started an adult portion of this camp, a separate part of the camp, but we are in the same facility area. Wait, uh, time so we, out. There's we, adult band camp. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's two oh, or three yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. Come on up, Darcy. I'll take you. You're a what? Player. Yeah. <laughs> and I love band camp. I know. And um, it, in, you know, band camp for the students is a 10 day thing for adults. It's about a four or a five day thing, which is it's enough. It's like a long weekend and it's fun. And we don't have the cabins. So the people who stay either in their trailers or tents or they stay with friends or, you know, in a hotel or whatever they want to do. This year we are having it. Uh, the camp is running. We are all in bubbles um, where if you're in red band, you will stay with your red band and all your counselors. And very much like what the beginning camp, which was Camp uh, Bernstein, has always done it more of a family type thing. Well, they've just done that with all of the levels in all of the arts um, disciplines wow. as well. Yes. Yes. Um, they aren't doing any full orchestra because you have to cross the winds over into the strings camps. And so they're not. But the adult camp is lots and lots of fun. I have all kinds of plans for it. I'm so excited. This year, I'm doing a thing primarily called virtual composer in residence. So I'm bringing in um, uh, Patrick Burns, who's a composer mm. from New Jersey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but virtually. Uh, we're doing a piece. He actually commissioned a work for, for me and for this camp. I was like out of the clear blue. It's called Benediction. He said, I will never write a piece about COVID. I'm just not going to do it. If you know Patrick, he's he's very New Jersey boy. So he's you know got an opinion. <laughs> but he wrote this piece called Benediction. And he said, it's not religious and it's not about COVID. But he said, it's really about both. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it is in some ways. And it's lovely. It's a two and a half minute work. And so we'll be premiering that. Um, but those kinds of things are what I'm going to try to do along with many, many other things as our years finally get so we can be normal again but mm -hmm. people have to have uh they're have to be vaccinated or have to prove that they haven't been sick and so there's we are doing it though it's it's going to be great um so i chose the piece um which is dedicated to blue lake and it is uh the blue lake fine arts camp piece and i lost my title mm -hmm. i want to say it the right way um blue lake overture oh yeah and oh, it is yeah. by um by chance um, and and it's a, a it was written in seventies uh, seventy one so it is from that time that's coming out of transcriptions if you listen to it you can tell it is from a little bit later era it's not a, a big modern piece like we have today with lots of changes but it's not an easy piece however it is graded at like I think it was graded at a medium in those days they did it like oh, easy yeah. you know medium yeah. easy medium. And, but as I listened to it, I thought, wow, you would have to play this with maybe um, a beginning uh, high school group if you were pushing them. And it's, it's, it's a lovely piece of work. It's got a lot of um, 
it's a very overture. So it's from that, that time. It's a, about a five minute piece and it's very orchestral. It was commissioned um, by John's, uh, by Blue Lake and it commissioned John Barnes Chant. And um, because he had had some uh, background with it, he did a lot with, and the one thing I, I will honestly say I don't like about that era is they repeated things a lot almost to nauseam to me. That's just me because I'm now in the new generation that likes change because I want things a little faster, a little quicker. Yeah. Uh, but if you go back and enjoy what it is, it's like looking at different eras of art. You know, some of it is very dark and yet you mm -hmm. understand why it was dark. There's a reason for it, you know, but it groups eighth notes in twos and threes. And then, so he, he's starting to come into some of uh, the newer things to some level from 19, it started, it was in 1971. So a lot of asymmetric meters in those days. Today, it wouldn't seem that way. However, it did then. So I just wanted to throw that in. A lot of the pieces that you just were talking about that we've been working on here um, will be pieces that I could use with the two adult bands that I have. One of the adult bands is more of like a beginning to moderate band, uh, you know, almost um, a New Horizon type band where they are starting out and maybe are just, or maybe they haven't played for 40 years. They're getting their instruments back out. They want to play, but they're not really ready to tackle the hard stuff. And then I have another band, which is plays more four and five level literature. Uh, but the stuff we've been doing here would be perfect for that first band where it's challenging. It's exciting. They want to feel like they are accomplishing something, but it's just not too hard for them. They can, they can do it. So I'll, I'll probably be playing most of the things that we said today. So, yeah. But this piece would be something I would do with, with the second band. So Blue Lake Overture, John's Barnes Chance. It's, I love classic band. There's a Disney-esque yeah. sound to that, isn't there? Yeah, there's there that, is. that, that sort of, you know, you're sort of entering Disney world at that mm -hmm. late 60s, 70s sort of yeah. sound. But of course, I, I, I have the name down as James Barnes. It should, of course, should be John Barnes Chance. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a, it reminds me a lot of this, the, the music that we played with the military bands here, actually. Oh. You know, some of that older Chapel Army's journal music, some of that yeah. older mm -hmm. that, that, that older music, lots, mm -hmm. of, lots of transcriptions played with the army and so on. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's really fun that you have an overture for, for Blue Lake. Mm -hmm. There's, I think, three or four pieces that have been commissioned by Blue Lake over the years, but this is the one that seems to have made it into the the, the realm yes. of the real world. Yeah. I had no idea that that was a commission for the camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just thought that was a clever name. <laughs> <laughs> There's a real Blue Lake. 
Yeah, I, you know, is that a grade four? Yes, it is. Uh, it, it, I just remember I've, I've had some weird experiences with this piece because both <laughs> as a player and as a conductor, it feels more grade five-ish. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. you know, the bands back in those days, before girls could be in sports, okay, seriously, uh, they're, they're, the bands played at a whole different level than they do today. Um, and you can go back and listen to bands like from the school right here in my little teeny town, which is probably a class D band, was playing literature like this and harder, all the big wow. stuff, all the transcriptions. The clarinet players could, they could play the socks off of things. Today, we don't have that. We, we just don't have that kind of literature. So yeah. consequently, Keith? You know, you know that's from though. It's because they were playing all these transcriptions exactly for so long, yeah. because yeah. they were exactly. playing violin parts. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, absolutely. My upper range on clarinet was mm -hmm. was 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 yeah. excellent because sure. I was playing violin sure. transcriptions transcriptions for right. years. Right. Um. And we we you know cleverly we don't write for clarinets like that. I mean, sure. They don't sound good doing that. But yeah. our, you know, tech technically, sure. Um. It, it really right. helped with the technique. <laughs> well, and and as I just said a minute ago, all the girls you you. You couldn't be in any sports. So you were in band or choir, orchestra. Right. That's what you did. And mm -hmm. so you, if you look back, the bands were mm -hmm. huge back in the 60s and 70s, 50s, yeah. 60s, 70s. And they were mostly girls. I mean, there were a lot of guys too, but they were, that's what they did. That was their, their fun thing to do. So mm -hmm. that's why those bands were just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. It's a great piece. So it's a, it's an older piece, but I did it so I could advertise a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I network well. <laughs> you you do. I, I heard recently that there's a you know there's IQ and but there's NQ. Have you guys heard about this NQ? It's like yes, a, I net, a networking quotient. It's yeah. um, I think Gail Gail is a <laughs> N, NQ genius. <laughs> well, it's all about survival, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's move on to our um, our advanced band music, and let's this time start with Darcy. Um, Darcy, do you? Get an opportunity very often to to conduct nope. or work with this <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> nope 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 i so when you were when you told me that i needed to look at uh something grade five and up i was like i don't know any pieces on that list <laughs> if i didn't play in college i haven't done it um no but that being said when i when i messaged you with what my choice would be for this category i still think it fits into that yeah. um but it i i I picked Stars and Stripes Forever because Yay. if ever there was a summer song, what song do you hear more frequently? It's on every single commercial. Every <laughs> single parade has some bad or well, let's go ahead and say bad band playing it. Yeah. Um, like it, it, or conducting it. When I know there's a, actually there's a the town that I grew up in has a, you know, 4th of July parade like everybody else does and there is this little community band that plays stars and stripes forever and they put every single flute on piccolo because that's what Susa did so the problem is you should not have like a 58 year old who hasn't touched their flute or gone to any sort of band concert in the last 30 some odd years pick up a piccolo but we do and nobody cares because it's stars and stripes forever and it's like the eternal summer song for all of us and it's just wonderful and it makes everybody happy mm -hmm. and it's barbecues and hot dogs and hamburgers and family and fireworks and what is more summer than stars and stripes forever very true very true yeah you know it's our national march too it is <laughs> and this part gives me hives because <laughs> <laughs> she had to memorize it and stand up
Everybody stand up. Yeah. Here it goes. Can you do the slide positions, Wes? I can. <laughs> the trombone part to this is hard. It is. Hi, G. Yeah. You can't so go wrong wonderful. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I think it translates well. I think it translates well here, here too. I mean, that that song actually reminds me of the summer too. Uh, you know, yes. so I don't think it's just a US thing. I think that that's just a yeah. it's a great summer march. Um, and of course, obviously, it is the US march. But yeah. I don't know. That reminds me of the summer as well. Actually, good. I will, I will say I'm a little partial to the band version, but uh, having played the orchestral version, there's just something wrong. It is a key lore half step. Agreed. Lore. And Agreed. The, French, the French horns do the ba 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 da 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 around beginning of July and, you know, everybody had been shut down since March. Nobody had had a band rehearsal. Nobody had played together. And there was a band in who knows where that had gone ahead. And on the 4th of July had a band concert where everybody was like a billion and a half feet away in somebody's <laughs> yard. And they were playing this. And I bawled oh, at the Facebook oh, video because wow. it was everything that like my soul needed and my soul wanted and everything yeah. that my heart desires yeah. in this spread out crazy version of stars and stripes forever. And I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. this, this is the perfect video that I've ever yeah. seen and it ever will. And I hope it, I shared it a billion times. So I hope it's going <laughs> to pop up on my memories for nice. Facebook this yeah. year, but it was perfect. Well, Lone Star Wind Orchestra, they did this as one that was their first trial virtual um, oh, really? a, 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 a piece that they did last year. And uh, we had just finished the Ireland's Call project here in right. Ireland. And so there was a, probably about 50 Irish people playing Stars March with the Lone Star That's Wind so Orchestra cool. on their recording last year. And it was the first time I ever knew that there was words to the Stars and Stripes. Oh, I yeah. had yes. no idea. Yeah. How do we yeah. feel about that as, as band musicians? How do we feel about the words? Well, it was original, so I guess okay. you, you know it is, and it doesn't get done very often. No. Yeah, I no. have no idea. Yeah, I think Sousa had, or someone had it commissioned along with the Marine Band, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, that was really so fun. fun fact, this was my school song. Not no. my fight song, but my school song. The trio was my school song really? growing up. And so, first of all, I and it was in the key of B flat. So I had learned the piccolo part in the wrong key. And when I got to college and we had our Sousa concert, and I was like, wait, no. what key is this in? <laughs> no, my fingers already know it in the key of B flat. Oh my God. But the the lyrics to the Harper High School school song to this are the most horrifying words ever <laughs> and i uh, they go hooray for the green gold and white for those colors will always do right 
For our school and our team, we will fight. We will raise our lasting cheer. For those colors, we'll always do right because they couldn't come up with new lyrics. And so it just repeats the old ones. They came up with four lines and then just repeated them for the rest of the song. Worst school song in America. I think there's probably competition for that, but yeah. <laughs> it's almost sacrilegious because it's like a red, white, blue song, you yeah. know? Yeah. Green, yeah. green, white, and gold sounds good, though. You know, I'm down with yeah. that. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, Keith. <laughs> Gail, let's talk to you about your okay. advanced selection. I love this choice. Oh, I didn't yeah. know this piece before this, and no. I absolutely love it. Well, and Wes and Darcy will pop in right away. Uh, I chose Rocky Point Holiday. Yes. Look at them. Look at them. And, uh, uh, you know, Rocky uh, point, Rocky point is just, it's, it, you can't play it and not think in my mind and not even, even if you didn't know the title, I think you would think of something that was happy if, if you yes. just could use one word and summary. And, you know, it was kind of the idea that it had to do more with, um, I think, you know, um, uh, up in Maine or anywhere where you've got these rocky air cliffs around the ocean. However, growing up in Michigan, where we have the dunes, which are high dunes and things, you know, you could see that it could be certainly part of that, you know, like oh, yeah. Sandy Point Holiday, it certainly could fit into that. Um, and it, it says that the composer, um, which it's just Frank uh, Ben's Crudo, I think I said it right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He he wrote this in between 68 and 69. So again, it's sort of that a little older. Classic band. But it is, to me, this is not an old piece. This is a piece that could live in any generation. Oh, I think that was Ron Nelson. It was. Ron well, Nelson. Ron, Ron Nelson's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he had, yeah. heard, he had heard Ron Nelson's work of... Um, Savannah River Holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. he had heard, okay. and and wrote it. He was commissioned. Uh, ben Scruto was commissioned to write it for the University of Minnesota band for their tour to Russia. So that says something too. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it was written for a very specific, exciting uh, celebration for that for the University of Minnesota, mm -hmm. and um, he said he was going to write a tremendously difficult piece, and it is. I mean, it, it takes a very fine band. Uh, to really pull it off and to really play it well. It's it's fast and it's exciting and it's fun. And you could just imagine being in a really fun sportsy car and zooming around these, you know, or like Highway 1 in California where it's all a lot of twists and turns and things like that. Um, so, and, and Nelson goes on to say that uh, this was a pivotal moment in my notation of wind ensemble scoring. I focus on our um, orchestrating in an extremely t transparent way. So this might have been a time when things were starting to change a little bit, more towards the wind band instruments and not so much with the stringed instruments having, you know, the bulk of of the melody lines and things of this nature where the transcription. So composers were starting to write more for wind instruments rather than that. So um, let's see what else to say. The bulk of the work on the composition occurred while Nelson was on vacation in Rhode Island, a seaside resort. So there you go. And it was an amusement park that was 100 years old. Rocky Point was an amusement park. And it was located. I'm horrified to know that this was written on the seaside. Oh, you didn't know that? For, for whatever reason, I want him to be in like Colorado writing yeah. this piece. Uh, yeah. I'm so okay. sad to yeah. know that he was in New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> he was in Rhode Island, not New Jersey. Rhode Island, sorry. Okay. That's uh, worse. Same way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's funny because I have always thought of it being by water. Always. Huh. That's funny. That's really interesting. That just mm -hmm. maybe, you know, your own personal yeah. loves of where nature is, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he said, um, 
that the place that what, what that was the amusement park was closed down in the mid nineties due to lack of funds, which a lot of those old, mm. you know, amusement places were. So anyway, this is just a fantastic piece of music. And I hope if you haven't so played good. it, that you get a chance to, it's difficult. So a yes. band that like a community band would have to be really a fine group to play it or it'd be one to be worth reading, even if you didn't perform it. I, I believe in sight reading pieces and, and digging into pieces. If even if you can't play them sometimes to learn from them. So it's a great piece. My favorite part right there. Yeah. I just faded out. Great bassoon oh, part. So good. The bassoon part is the best. Oh, yeah. it is a great yeah. bassoon part. Yeah. Uh, you know, if this was written for brass band or something, uh, this would be a perfect test piece <laughs> for, for the British style. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So much piece. technique in that piece. Mm -hmm. So much technique. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a few high school groups do it uh, that I've judged who have done it very, very, very well, and uh, mm. it's really fun. It's an amazing challenge for for that level of a musician, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's always interesting to see what pieces um, make the make the leap across across the pond. Yeah, uh, some pieces make the make the leap across uh, across to Ireland and the UK, and almost makes no sense why those pieces made that leap, and then pieces like this. I'm certainly not not familiar with it. Never, never, never came across my stands. Ron Nelson's years. work is yeah. amazing. Well, hmm. All of his pieces are yeah. fascinating. Like Savannah River Holiday is great yeah. in its own right. Right. Um, right. Shoot, what is the what is the other piece of his that oh, actually I've done with my middle school groups? Oh, oh the courtly airs and dances. Oh, yeah. is fantastic. In fact, yes. actually, yeah. I'm hoping to play that with my kids next year. He he just writes for band so well. Yeah. And it's uh, that is like one of the epitome to me of classic band. It just it sounds like an era. Yeah. And I love that era of writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I hope that directors um, that are a little younger, like you, Darcy, that will bring that kind of music into the, well, you're teaching at the level you're teaching, but into the high schools. I hope that they don't just always buy the new stuff, that they go back into their libraries and try to find things and, and play things if they can find them or, or ask, you know, that's, that's a piece. Holy cow. Can you imagine a piece, that piece being played like Keith, I was thinking of the, you know, the, um, the Irish wind orchestra. That'd be a phenomenal a piece. I mean, they should play that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was only thinking that earlier on. I think that's a that that'd be a super piece, and it, it's so programmatic as well. And that's certainly something that I always search for um, with with our programs for ISWO. Uh, I want to try and inspire imagination. I want to be able to put um, you know our audiences um, don't necessarily want to be educated. They want to be entertained. They want to be have yep. a, have an idea of the imagery. Sure. So very similar to parental audiences, I'm sure. You know, sure. so I, I, something like this will be will be really nice and i think the, the musicians would really enjoy Good, it i'm glad you guys liked it yeah fun right. well wesley we're we're right into your <laughs> neck of the woods now with some of this music yeah um, <laughs> all right me, i want to hear a little bit about your 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 role with the uh, university of uh, Nor northern colorado yeah. um you're you're associate professor of music and director wow. of bands what what ensembles are are there in, in the university? well um you you know we have the full spectrum uh we have a wind ensemble which in wind ensemble and symphonic band which are both of our two music major ensembles. And then of course we have the concert band, which um, primarily serve our non-music major students. So we have all three of those groups very active. We have a very active marching band, Proud of the Rockies marching band. Uh, and of course I told you, uh, we have a pretty active chamber winds program too, which is an extension of the wind ensemble. And, um, you know, this is a this is a pretty historic program. Uh, many of you might know that you know uh, Eugene Corporon started his career here yeah. uh, for about uh, seven or eight years, and then there was a one year interim, and then my predecessor, Dr. Kenneth Singleton, uh, was here for thirty four years. Wow! And uh, you know, and and what I and he's incidentally my hiking buddy now you know uh and just we do a lot of things so it's a pretty comprehensive program uh pretty historic program uh and we have we boast about having one of the best concert and chamber band libraries in this area mm -hmm. so we serve a lot of community bands that want to borrow things from our uh, library sure. um and so what I've been able to do is just kind of capitalize on what he's done. And he's he's still around uh, doing a lot. And if you know anything about Ken Singleton, he's he's also produced a lot of transcriptions uh, for yeah. various things. He's done some of the operas uh, for Winds. Uh, he's done it because he's a Charles Ive scholar. He's worked very closely with, uh, you probably know the name, James B. Sinclair. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So they they were uh, very very good friends. So there's a lot of history. I'm very honored to be part of this. You know, yeah. How, how long are you in the position there, Wesley? This is, I just completed my second year. Nice. So <laughs> what uh, an interesting second year. Thrown in. I tell you, it's been an unconventional two years. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, it's just been one of those things, and you kind of just pick it up and you aspire to what's going to happen. But like what Darcy was saying earlier, uh, I think getting back to some sense of normalcy this next this fall, I feel like I've learned so much in the midst of COVID. And okay, I'm ready to put my stamp on things. So, good. Yes. Good. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your advanced selection then for, yeah. for, for the podcast tonight for summer. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, a lot of people will probably, when you gave us this assignment, they were saying, oh, Lincoln Sharposi, Hinneman yeah. Symphony, all those things. They're all great. They're all great. <laughs> but this is a piece that I have been so privileged to get to know in the last five to six years. And I've gotten to conduct it about three times. 
uh, is a piece by uh, a Swiss composer, Oliver Waspy, and it was commissioned for uh, Waspy Conference in 2005. Mm -hmm. And it's called Il Contico, uh, uh, which is based on a, a, a song that St. Francis of Assisi wrote uh, closely to, to the time of his death. Uh, it's a beautiful poem, and I, and I just, if, if you wouldn't mind, I just want to read a little bit of this poem uh, so you can hear just what's being um, uh, portrayed. Uh, it's called Canticle of the Brother's Son, and it reads, uh, Most high, all-powerful, all-good Lord, all praise to yours, all glory, all honor, and all blessings. Uh, praise be to you, my Lord, with all your creatures, especially Sir Brother Son. And it keeps going on from there. But what it's referencing is um, the, the sun, the moon, water, wind, uh, fire, and earth. There's like six different references. And so when I was thinking about summer, well, all of those things uh, resonate with summer. And uh, this is a work that is about 15 minutes long. It's a longer work uh, and it's more of a programmatic sort of impressionist kind of piece. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so there is a sun theme, there's a moon theme, there's all these different things. And so uh, there's a fire theme and the fire theme is uh, portrayed by these bursts of crescendi, rah, 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 going through here. And so what happens is uh, the piece is about hope uh, and it's about what St. Francis of Assisi is pleading with God to do. And so the piece ends, uh, it goes through this metamorphosis. And so it ends with the sun theme and the fire theme acting together to bring all this hope. It's a very evocative piece. Uh, and, uh, and it's based around a four note motive. And that four note motive is, is throughout various instruments and uh, goes through this transformation. I, I like this piece so much because I feel that it's one that you can reflect on. And if you were to do this, I will say it's very difficult. It's a difficult piece. Uh, I do think some advanced community bands could do this piece. Mm -hmm. I really do think they, they could do it. And if you can do it, I think it's a piece that's very worth doing in the summer. You could do it outside, uh, but it's definitely one that I think uh, will be worth performing. And this is uh, Oliver Waspie's Il Contico. <laughs>
But what you just heard was the sun theme that just as you were fading it, it was getting ready to wind down to the moon theme. Mm. Yeah. There's a very, there's a sort of Pines of Rome sort of feel to that. Yeah, there, there is. I mean, you 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 can hear elements of that, and 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 I not just that Pines of Rome theme, but there's some impressionism that you can hear very at the very start. Had we uh, heard the beginning, I will say this piece does require you to have a, a pretty excellent flute player, a solo flute player, and a solo English horn player. So uh, those two instruments, if you have those, I think it's a doable piece. Well, thank you so much to everyone for for all of your choices uh, this evening. Um, and I, what I what I think is um, has resonated well with people as they've been listening to this podcast and the feedback that I'm getting is being able to hear um, band music from from all levels too, from from junior band up to 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 um, to advanced band. Um, and uh, it's it's great having people that are working at all different levels being able to kind of share their choices at those levels as well. So thank you so much for your work on researching that music this week and. To taking the time to select music and send it to me. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, before we uh, finish up, uh, I know we always have some honorable mentions that we uh, that we like uh, like, to, like to bring up. Uh, I wanted to maybe kick off, because summertime was always a, a really busy time for us in the Army and with our community bands here as well. And there's two Leroy Anderson pieces that just stand out to me as being, like, absolutely all about summer. <laughs> Bugler's Holiday. Oh, yeah. Like is just is just summer to me, and yeah. Irish washerwoman. Oh yeah, um, you know um, they they just they're two pieces that get played all the time by 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 the by the bands here, uh, and then um, uh, Molly on the Shore is is oh. another one as well, uh, another a Granger piece um, that are just they're embedded in my soul <laughs> um and i don't think they'll ever leave there i'm sure i'll be able to play them without even looking at the music even now um so so they they were three pieces that that remind me of the summer and um, probably lots more uh, as well um uh, gail you always have some honorable mentions well i have one particularly because when you first asked me this the very first thing that came to my mind was summertime the Gershwin from Porgy and Bess. Oh, yeah. And um, I went right away. I have an arrangement of it that I use with a solo um, alto saxophone, but it must've been arranged by someone that is not published because I couldn't find it or it's not published anymore, perhaps. Um, and so I looked, looked, look, and I know Keith is very much into DCI and, and marching band is a big thing. Um, you know, I was involved with drum corps and marching bands throughout the, my lifetime. And there's a really, I found a really good marching band arrangement of it. Um, it's arranged by Jay Dawson, who yeah. is such a good arranger. Mm -hmm. And it's summertime and it's uh, got a trumpet solo. It's very Latin-y in one section of it. It's jazzy. Um, there's a drum feature in the middle, of course. And there's a little bit of three, four, four, four. But in Porgy and Bess, of course, I mean, that in itself is just such a fantastic work. But summertime, if you've really heard it sung by a really fine singer, just will yes. tear, tear your heart out and just make you cry. It is just one of the most beautiful love songs, really, in so many ways. So I would say summertime should be done in the summertime by a soloist if you can. And, uh, you know, I just think it's a beautiful work. So that would be my one piece I was thinking about. There's a there's a great medley uh, by James Barnes um, of of Porgy and Bess as well. I'm not sure if you've mm -hmm. yes. it's, it's really really well written. Really yeah. 
yeah really great nice. setting yeah. of all the music from it um, absolutely yeah um uh wesley what about what about yourself you you i know you definitely had a few um honorable mentions i had a few but you know um one of them is a work that i got to do a couple of years ago here but i was exposed to it several years back uh the composer joni green she wrote a very evocative uh very uh lush work called uh moonscape awakening yes yeah moonscape awakening it is it, it's, it's just a beautiful piece and it's a piece that spawned out of this bass clarinet motive uh but if you're listening to it it does paint an imagery that you're laying on this lawn or something looking at the moon and just everything that comes with it um and then another piece of a more advanced piece is a work by uh you know gail you might remember this composer ross lee finney oh yeah uh, yeah uh uh he wrote a pretty serious work uh called summer in valley city Oh. Uh, yeah, and and it was for the Michigan uh, Symphony Band. Okay. And uh, and and another work that I'm more familiar with by him is called Skating on the Cheyenne. Oh yes, you yes. Know, yeah, but this piece, Summer in Valley City, uh, it, it's a pretty cool piece. It has a lot of solo activity in it. Uh, and it does sound as what we explored earlier, some works from that dated period in the early 70s or whatnot, mm -hmm. but it's a piece that I guarantee you that I think should be played and I think would provide some interest for any ensemble that does Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's one other, before we go to Darcy, uh, Keith, that I wanted to say, and it's called American Road Trip, and it's by Jerry Brubaker. Mm. And and he wrote it with the idea, and I think he was commissioned by someone to write it, but it doesn't get sold well because it should be graded harder. Mm. Um, it's graded kind of easy, and then a lot of bands look at it, and it's it's got a lot of brass and stuff in it. But mm. it's fun. It's like, you know, back in my parents' day, they'd get in the car, and they'd go on a trip on the road, and they would go see things. That was just what they did for a Sunday afternoon or whatever. And if you could look at back at the history of, of cars in America, they had road trips that went all the way around through all, you know, the all the great um, national parks and all of this, there was a road trip. And it reminds me of that when you listen to it. So it's um, American Road Trip by Jerry Brubaker. It's worth a look at mm. if you have a band that's looking for something a little lighter, but it needs to be a little, uh, it's a little harder piece and it's graded. I will just say that, it's too bad. It's got great horn parts. And he was the arranger for the Navy band. Um, if you if you knew that, I some people did, because if you know Jerry, but he's a very good arranger. So I would I would say that's very summary in my mind as well. So thanks for letting me interject that, Keith. <laughs> nice. And, and Darcy? If I had to pick something um, as an extra, it would be that summertime, in my opinion, is the Pops concerts. You mentioned that earlier. Um, and so the one that I'm always super excited when I hear at a pops concerts is anything from West Side Story. Um, anything from that, just like that feels like summer to me because it's the only yeah. time I, I got to hear that kind of stuff. And um, which is very appropriate with the new movie coming out. Yeah. But, uh, West Side sure. Story for sure. Or really anything that's Bernstein. Anything that's Bernstein mm. is the stuff that gets thrown into those summer concerts because it doesn't really fit anywhere else. Yeah, and it's all just like, oh, it's so wonderful. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Music from the Greatest Showman. That's a great, great arrangement yeah, a too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you like Broadway wow. stuff. 
Well, thank you so much to everyone uh, and, and some great music there. And uh, if you aren't already following it, we do have a playlist on Spotify with all of this music on it, all of the music that's from previous sections as well. So you'll be able to follow that playlist. And as we add to it, it'll be on your phone and ready to listen to. Um, obviously, the summer for many people and myself included over the last couple of years has become all about drum corps. Mm. Uh, and if you're interested in drum corps, if you're a drum corps fan, uh, I am producing the second season of Finding Drum Corps for DCI this year. Uh, we are interviewing right now at the moment, and the first episode of that will be out on the 23rd of June. And it's available on DCI's own Field Pass podcast feed and on its own podcast feed, uh, Finding Drum Corps. So if you're if you're a drum corps fan, go and follow that. If yeah. you're not a drum corps fan, it's all about finding drum corps and about learning about <laughs> there drum you corps. Go. <laughs> it might be a good entry. I, hey, I'm, I was a 32-year-old clarinet player when I found out about this thing, so you know, it's never too late. Uh, thank you so much to everyone for, for being here tonight. Thank you for taking the time. Um, and have a great summer, everyone. Yes, happy Memorial thank Day, America. Happy Memorial, Memorial. Day yes. Keith, thank you so much. Thank you, Keith. Wonderful... Yes. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. It's nice to meet you, Darcy. <laughs> You, you too. Yeah. Good everybody. to see you, Wes. Care. You too. Hugs yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.